0: You are listening to Aldrin Simpia on SAFM. It's seven minutes before four o'clock. In conversation next with Tepo Khadime, energy analyst, the World Bank has approved South Africa's loan for um, 497 million dollars. That's around um, nine billion rand. Project to decommission the repurp- to decommission and repurpose the coal-fired power plant in Mpumalanga using renewables and batteries. The funding is aimed at supporting government's efforts to transition the country towards a low carbon development path. Tepo, good afternoon, and thank you so much for making time for us. What do you make of this?
1: Uh, What's happening with uh, the World Bank loan? I mean, it is the most bizarre thing that uh, we continue to hear coming out of both Cabinet and ESCOM. So if you look at it, what what is the geopolitics today? Geoeconomically, the world is uh, going through hyperinflation, unprecedented. And uh, we are now borrowing in foreign currency when the rent is continuing to weaken against all major currencies but at the same breath interest rates are continuing to rise in either u.s dollars or in uh, euros or pounds or any other major currency so against that backdrop the question of affordability comes in taking into account that currently our country is indebted to the tune of 4.7 trillion rent And when you look at our debt servicing costs, we are not even able to actually meet the debt servicing costs from tax collection. We are having to borrow more money to meet our debt service costs. And the interest rate we pay is already unaffordable. But in this announcement made by the World Bank, that they approved this $497 million loan, they are not mentioning as to what is the interest rate and what is the tenure. So that is on the one hand. So financially, economically, it doesn't make sense. But also let's look at what they say the proceeds will be applied towards. They will be applied towards ensuring that... uh, effectively so-called renewable energy sources are going to be installed at the Gomati Power Station, which has been closed. Now, Gomati Power Station had a main plate capacity of 1,000 megawatts. The last unit, which they were very happy to announce that they've now shut down earlier this week, that unit was operating at 75% energy availability factor. So in two to three years from now, when they do now have some solar panels and some wind turbines, on this site of Pomati Power Station, effectively they are going to install, and some batteries, they are going to install approximately 200 megawatts. But that's 200 megawatts, it does not talk about the energy efficiency factor, does not talk about the energy availability factor. It doesn't say how many megawatt hours will be derived of the 200 or so megawatt capacity that they are installing. But when you take into account that renewables, they have got an energy availability factor of less than 25%, you have to then question the wisdom or rather the foolishness of such a bizarre policy decision that has been taken to take off stream reliable energy and then go for this route. And lastly, I want to say this. If indeed renewables were the solution, ESCOM should have established a a new division, and that division should have been able to then supply electricity off grid, not on grid, because yep. renewable energy sources are not suitable for the grid. But if you go off grid, then ESCOM maybe would have a business case, and therefore that would mean that people at home would have some electricity, because households in this country account for 44.9 percent of ESCOM's income. Therefore it will be, have uh, been a viable business, but not the way that they are currently doing it. It's going to perpetuate energy poverty and continued uh, rolling blackouts.
0: What I find odd also, though, is that on the 2nd of November, um, ESCOM issued a statement saying ESCOM invites comments on the socioeconomic impact study for the shutdown and repurposing of Komati Power Station, almost as if that this is something that's still being contemplated but then we already have a loan agreement in place.
1: Well, yes, but that's the the, the problem that we have. Remember, the National Treasury, as well as state-owned companies, can borrow money ad nauseum without recourse to Parliament. So that is one of the fundamental flaws in our constitutional order, in our constitutional scheme as it stands. Because such a loan, they should have gone to Parliament and say, Can you approve of this loan? Because then the details would have been available. And you are correct that, in fact, they don't yet even know. They still have to go and do environmental studies, feasibility studies, and everything else. And on the other hand, we've been told that there are the so-called independent power producers who are then going to erect this uh, renewable energy uh, power plant on the Comati site the question becomes, well, who are those companies and why are they dependent on ESCOM? Why is it that it is not ESCOM that is installing this so-called renewable energy itself? Why does it have to rely on middlemen, on intermediaries? Because those intermediaries have had zero value in as far as provision of electricity is concerned. But the details have not yet been worked out, and yet here now we are hearing that we are... Uh, piling up more debt when in fact right now per capita the debt of this country meaning if you take the debt we have divide it equally against every man woman and child in this country we each have a debt of seventy five thousand eight hundred and five rent that in turn means that we will never ever have enough money for policing effective policing for education for housing for water provision even for electricity and all the basic things that we need, and all of that, when you can't make those basic provisions, those are the seeds of violent unrest in the country. So this is a very serious thing. But hence, it is it is flabbergasting that we've gone this direction.
0: And and, and and all of this also, again, Tepo, happening as the minister told us um, during the medium-term budget policy statement, that um, the state will be taking over some of the debt of ESCOM, but we still don't know how much of that debt will be taken over.
1: But also the minister didn't tell us, well, who actually applied? Was it the board of ESCOM? Was it the management of ESCOM? Who actually approached National Treasury to take on this debt? But also, where will the funds come from? Because if the funds are going to be coming out of PIC, which has been suggested, and very ironically even... uh, trade union such as COSATU, the federation, has suggested that money should be taken out of PIC to the extent of 200 billion rand to be able to offset the, the ESCOM debt. The question is for whose benefit? Because that will only mean that ESCOM will have the capacity to borrow more money and borrow more money to apply it towards what? Because if you look at Kusila and Midwipi, they require an additional 100 billion rand if you are to attempt to bring them to completion and commission them. But that is an important but on the other hand, ESCOM is telling us that they want to burn more diesel. Yeah. So therefore, the reduction of the debt is to free up more cash so that they can waste more of that money even on burning of diesel. This, these are the things that are just just don't make sense. But the minister of uh, finance, he had the duty to have put the brakes, yeah. not to accelerate this truck towards a fiscal cliff as he's currently doing. Thank you so much
0: for your time that is a uh, Tepo Hadima energy analyst and of course um it has been made clear that uh, this 9 billion rand loan